I've been Deuteronomy 5 and 22. <coughs> Good to be a Christian this morning. My, what a privilege it is to serve a risen Savior and be part of that royal family of God. Pa- uh, Moses got through the text for his message here and you want to call it a message, or you want to call it a sermon, or you want to call it some good godly advice, whatever you want to call it, but I think it's needful. It wasn't just for that generation back there in the wilderness. It's just as real in our lives today, the, this great advice that Moses gave. and In verse 22, it says, These words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount... And out of the midst of the fire, now all these words when the Lord spoke there that day, this is the, that was the one and only time that the whole nation came together and the Lord revealed himself unto them and spoke to them with an audible voice. It was there on Mount Sinai, the, the mountain was on fire, there was a big cloud over it. There was a great darkness came upon them. I, I don't know how God done that with the mountain on fire, but yet there was a great darkness came upon The same way it's going to be in hell. It's going to be on fire, but it's going to be in great darkness. But God done it there on the mountain. There was thunders and lightnings and an earthquake and a, a, a trumpet was blowing and, and the God's voice was, was loud as he spoke unto them. And he, and he said, and these words did the Lord speak, and it was the Ten Commandments. Plus verse 6, it's always spoke to him, I, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And he said, In these words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount, and out of the midst of the fire, and of the cloud, and of the thick darkness, and with a great voice. And listen to this. And he, and he added no more. He gave him the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. That's all he gave them. And he wrote them in two tables of stone and delivered them unto me, Moses said. So the Lord, with his own finger, wrote those ten commandments down in the stone and delivered them unto Moses. And it came to pass, when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness... For the mountain did burn with fire, but yet they was in darkness. I, I don't think they could even see the hand in front of their face. It was so dark. That ye came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes uh, and your elders. And went after that great scene there on the mountain that day, and all the elders of the tribes, they all got together with all the elders of Israel, and they got Moses and brought Moses aside. And he said, and ye said, and they said unto Moses, Behold, the Lord our God. Now, now listen to this. This is our testimony of what took place there that day. Behold, the Lord our God showed us his glory. My, they got to see the glory of God. His greatness. They got to see how great and mighty God was. He appeared to them there on the mountain. And, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. My, they got to hear the voice of the God of heaven. We have seen this day. 
They, they experienced it with their own eyes and with their own ears. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man. And he liveth. We, this is our testimony. We got the witness, the, the greatness of God and the glory of God. We got to hear the voice of God. What their testimony was that God is alive and he was there and we seen him. And my, that should have been enough for him. Do you see it? They got to experience the glory and the greatness and the mightiness of God. But, and it's all allegoric for us today. Do you see the, they let man fear get in their way. In the next verse, they let man fear get in the way. And, and they said, now therefore, why should we die? They, they begin to thinking about man. They, they seen the thunder and the lightning and they seen the smoke and they heard the voice of God and it was loud. But they didn't die. Think about it. They, they was there in the presence and experienced His greatness and His glory and they didn't die. But then they, they got to thinking about why therefore should we die? But they didn't die. But it was the man fear of what might happen. What could happen. For this great fire will consume us. But the fire didn't consume them. But they begin to think about, well, that fire could consume us. The man fear, the, the carnal fear, the, the fleshly fear. If we hear his voice of the Lord our God anymore, then we shall die. But they didn't die when they heard the voice of God. And they begin to let this man fear get in their way of being able to experience the glory of God and the, and the greatness of God. My, do you see how many, I've done it 20 years. 20 years I've done it. Out of man fear of what might happen, I wasn't willing to surrender to God. I wasn't really to commit my life to God. And I, and I missed out those 20 years, a lot of blessings I missed out. Do you see, they, in order to experience the greatness of God and the glory of God and the presence of God in our life, we've got to overcome some man fear, some, some of the fleshly fear. It's not an easy thing to get up here, I don't care what you say. I, I don't get as, I, I, I don't, it ain't quite as hard after 20 years, it ain't quite as hard as it used to be, but it still ain't easy to get up here. It ain't easy. To, I, I know I can't do it on my own. I, I don't have the memory. I don't have the speaking ability. I, I, when I get up here, I'm totally and completely dependent upon God because I know I can't do it on my own. And, and to put myself out there and, and say, here I am, it's not an easy task. It's, there's man fear there. There's fleshly fear there. But do you see, uh, I, I, I've been willing to do it now for 20 years, and I get to experience the, the glory of God, the greatness of God. I expect that God's been dealing with me on this lesson all week long. He's been speaking to my heart. <laughs> do you see, I got to experience God talking. He's alive. Don't, hey, He's alive. He's been talking to me all week over this lesson and he's been speaking to and he's been revealing things and opening up things to me I've got to experience his glory I've got to experience his greatness but there's some man fear there there's a cost there there's a price there these people wasn't willing to pay the price they let man fear get in their way of their, it was their testimony 
They experienced the glory of God, the greatness of God. We heard the voice of God. We know that He's alive because we heard. I know He's alive this morning because He spoke to me this morning. Hallelujah this morning. But do you see, we've got to overcome man fear. We've got to overcome what might happen or what could happen or what maybe could happen. We've got to get over We've got to be willing to put ourselves out there for God. Here I am, God, whatever you want me. Whatever it is, God, I'm here. I trust you, God. I commit, I surrender my life to you, God. And they go on there in verse 26. Uh, For who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fire as we have and lived? They did. They did. But they're beginning to let this man fear get in their way of experiencing the greatness of God. And they said unto Moses, Go thou near, and hear all that the Lord our God shall say, and speak thou unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it, and do it. Now, I believe this was offensive to God. I believe it hurt God's feelings. I really do. My, they, God he showed himself unto them and revealed himself unto them. They experienced the glory and the greatness of God, and they draw back. We, we don't want that. God, I, God I, I want your fire insurance, but God, I, let me be back here. Let me, let me draw back a little bit, God, and, and do my own thing and live my own life, God. But, I, oh, my, go the, hear it and, and do it. And, and listen to what the Lord said. And the Lord heard the voice of your words. The Lord hears everything. Knows the very intents of our heart. Knows what we're thinking about. He knows all things. The Lord heard the voice of your words when you spake unto me. And the Lord said unto me, I, I heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. And now when I first started reading this and studying this, and, and just to read it, it sounded like God said, well, they well spoken what they said, but that ain't what God's saying. He said, they have well said. And, and what he's saying, they have well said what was in their hearts. They have well said what they was thinking about. That, that, they, wanted, <laughs> they, they wanted God, but they didn't want to be close to God. My they wanted to go to heaven, but they really didn't want to get to know God and understand God's ways and His will. They didn't want to draw nigh to God. Oh, they, they was afraid of being in the presence of God, but they wasn't afraid to live contrary to the will of God. They wasn't afraid to break the commandments of God. They wasn't afraid to live their lives contrary to God's will for their life, but they was afraid of being in the presence of God. And God said, they have well said. I, I know what was in their heart before they said it. They've well said all that they have spoken. And look at God's mercy. My, we ain't no better than what they was. We've all hurt the feelings of God. We've all failed God. We've all come up short. We're all in need of a Savior this morning. We're all in need of the bloodstained banner of the old rugged cross. But God looked at them. Even if they, after what they'd done, God turns right around. Oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me. 
that was the whole point of what they were saying. They was afraid and drawn, but, but they really wasn't afraid of, of God. They was just afraid of being in the presence of God. Oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always. And look what he says. That it might be well with them. God's not some vicious dictator just wants his way about it. That it might be well with them. Do you see keeping God's law and keeping God's commandments, it, it, it don't help God as much as it does us. That it might be well with them. And listen to that. And with their children. Makes a difference in our children's life. Forever. Forever. My. And look what God says. Go say to them, get, to, get you into your tents again. Wasn't what was best for them. Wasn't what was best for these people. They'd have been a whole lot better off staying there in the presence of God and drawing nigh to God. But God will give you what you want. God ain't going to drag you by the hair of the head and make you do anything. And because what, that was what was in their heart, and, and they didn't want to be in it. They wanted to draw back and not be in the presence of God. God said, go ahead and go then. Go, go say to them, get you into your tents again. My, the, one of the, the, the greatest judgments that God can bring up on any individual, upon any nation, upon any society, is just leave us to ourselves. That's the greatest judgment he can bring on anybody. Just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. We'll, we'll self-destruct. We can't survive without his leadership. We can't survive without, uh, without what the Word says. We can't survive without drawing nigh to God and, and letting him lead us and guide us. But he said, just tell them to go into their tents if that's what they want. If we ain't careful, he'll do us the same way. My, he will. You don't want to be faithful, he'll say, go on. If that's what you want, go on. If you don't want to read your Bible, just go ahead. If that's what you want, go ahead. But it's not what's best for you. It's not what will help you. It's not... Whoa! There'll be a valley. There'll be a dark place in your life. You wished you'd have been in the Word. You wished you'd have been in the church house. Hallelujah! But God, if that's what you want, God says, go ahead. That's what He done to them. God never changes. He ne he'll never grab you by the hair of the head and drag you. He'll never strike a bolt of lightning at you. If you don't want to serve Him, just go on, He says. But I, look at this verse 31. I like this. But as for thee, Moses, talking to Moses, stand thou here by me. <laughs> My, what an honor. Over in Psalms 103 and verse 7, it says, He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. Uh, I've had this on my heart all week. This is a powerful, powerful verse. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Do you see, he could, he could sit down and he, he could talk with Moses, and Moses would believe him. And Moses would trust him. Whatever, whatever the Lord told Moses, Moses believed him. But the children of Israel, he couldn't just tell them. Even when Moses went down into Egypt and was going to bring them out of Egypt, they chided with Moses. They grumbled with Moses. Moses went to Pharaoh, and, and, and eventually Pharaoh put grievous tasks up on the children of Israel, and they blamed it on Moses. and jumped. They didn't believe God was really going to deliver them from Egypt. 
They got up there. God did deliver them with a stretched out arm and a mighty hand and many miracles. Did he bring them out of Egypt? Then they got up to the Red Sea, and again they started jumping on Moses. But God told Moses to lift up the rod and the sea will depart. Now, that wouldn't have been an easy, in the flesh, that wouldn't have been an easy thing to do for Moses. But Moses believed God. He trusted God. He held up the rod and the sea departed. Do you see, he could talk to God and, and got Moses, to Moses and Moses would believe him and trust him. He couldn't tell those children of Israel anything. He'd have to show them. They wouldn't believe it until they seen it with their eyes. My goodness gracious, how many... How many times do we read in the Word of God and we don't believe it? How many times have we read, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, and still we go through life worrying and wondering? How many people go through life, believe in the heart, confess with the mouth, thou shalt be saved? Can God just sit down and tell you that and you believe it? Or how many people's going through life? Well, I'll believe it when I get to heaven. Moses, Moses would, he could just sit down and he could talk to Moses and he would believe him. The children of Israel wouldn't believe nothing until they seen it with their eyes. God's bigger than our eyes this morning. His word's greater than our eyes this morning. We can believe him and we can trust him this morning. How many people watch the news and believe everything they say and they, you can't believe nothing they say? But when God speaks... When God speaks, they want to draw back and question, well, is it really real? <laughs> well, I know he'll do it for somebody else, but will he do it for me? My, can God really sit down and talk with us this morning, or does he have to show us? <laughs> he could talk to Moses, and Moses would believe him. <laughs> but the, child, the, 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 <laughs> the children of Israel, they wouldn't believe it until they seen it. And he said, back here in Deuteronomy, he said, but as for thee, Moses, thee, see, Moses, it, 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 although there was fear over in Hebrews, it tells us that day that Moses did exceedingly shake and quake that day there on the mountain, but Moses considered it to be worth it. Do you see, to get into the presence of God, into the will of God, and feel His glory, and feel His greatness, we've got to be willing to put ourselves out there and say, Here I am, God. And it's a fearful thing for the flesh. But Moses was willing to pay the price to be able to get it there in the presence of God and experience His glory. But as for thee, Moses, stand thou here by me. And I will speak unto thee all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them that they may do them in the land which I give them to possess it. Do you see the children? He still loved them. He still cared for them. They was rebellious and they were stubborn just like we are a lot of times. We ain't no better than what they was. This old carnal nature, you know God never changes and this old carnal nature never changes. This old carnal flesh would have done the exact same thing that they did. They was walking after the flesh and we ain't no better. But God's mercy and His compassion... And God said, they don't want my presence, and they don't want to be with me, but God still loved them. He said, Moses, you just go talk to them. That's what they wanted. And you go, and you tell them the commandments and the statutes. And he said in 32, and you shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you. You observe it now. This is for our benefit. God's not changed his mind about his commandments, his statutes, his laws. They're for our good and for our benefit. And a lot of the Christian community is too loose about it. Too lax about it. This is a serious thing. We can't live any way we want to live. Ye shall observe to do therefore 
as the Lord your God hath commanded you, ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left hand. You can't turn, when it comes to faithfulness, you can't turn to the right hand or to the left hand. You've got to be faithful. Amen and hallelujah. When it comes to the Ten Commandments, you can't turn to the right hand. They ain't no gray areas in this thing. Sin is sin and right is right this morning. Praise is You can't turn to the, it's for our good. It's for our, ye shall walk in all your ways, which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live. That you, but you may, we're not going to have spiritual life living outside the boundaries he gave us to live by. That it may be well with you. It's not for God's benefit, it's for ours to keep in those commandments. That it may be well with you and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. Now for them it was the land of Canaan. But the Canaan land is, a, is allegoric for living that uh, Christian life, victorious Christian life, being more an overcomer, being a tool in God's hand. And, and, and the only way we can prolong our living that victorious Christian life is to live right, to walk right, to talk right, to be faithful, faithful to the Word, faithful to the house of prayer, faithful to the commandments, faithful to walk, living within that narrow and straight road that leads to that straight gate. Over, We can't go out to the right hand. We can't go to the left hand. Hallelujah. Well, I'll be faithful on Sunday morning, but Sunday night and Wednesday night, that don't work. That's going to the right or that's going to the left. Praise His holy name. Woo! We can be more than overcomers this morning. We can be like Moses. As for thee, Moses, stand right here by me. We can live in the presence of God this morning. Woo! We can experience His glory. We can experience His greatness. Oh, praise His high and holy name. You don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take the preach. You've got a copy of your own. You've got the same spirit that lives within you. And we can have fellowship with the Most High God. Oh, praise His high and holy name this morning.